I have entitled the sermon, The God Who Speaks in the Darkness. And I want to start out with a time of grounding and a time of being. And typically when I speak or I teach, I make space for all of the ways that people enter into a given geographic location. And so typically I start out with a poem or uh, a piece of another piece of literature or a scripture. And it is my hopes that we are all able to breathe together. So if it helps you to engage, please feel free to close your eyes or take a deep, long breath. <clears throat> hmm? Okay, so I want to start out with some of the words to the Black National Anthem. And I believe that this song and that these words are relevant any day, but particularly relevant for this sermon. I call on them now in this place as an anchor to my people and to you. Hmm. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, Thou who has brought us thus far on the way, Thou who has by Thy might led us into the light, Keep us forever in the path we pray. Amen. 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 Keep us, Lord. Amen. <clears throat> oh. So I'm going to talk about the God who speaks to us in the darkness. And for my grounding text, I want to give to us the gift of Genesis 1. And it reads, In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Now God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Hmm. Hmm. So we see God moving and speaking here at the beginning of the created story. And this is the beginning of the created story that we are, of, are aware of, that we are made privy to, right? Now, as we perceive this and we hear of this, what feelings and imagery come into your mind as you picture the scene? And later on, as you read down, as God separates the firmaments in the midst of the waters and divides the waters from the waters, and God is moving, active, present, what feelings and imagery come up for you? It's here that I reference process theologians 
Um, shout out to the Process Theologians. Uh, shout out to uh, the esteemed Catherine Keller, who paints beautifully this uh, all of the potentialities that takes place uh, at the beginning of the created story. Um, free plug for Catherine Keller's book uh, that I keep close to me at all times, one of her books. And I believe that Process Theologians creates such a beautiful picture of the ways that God uh, has moved and is moving uh, in creation through creation, uh, right? And so <clears throat> God here is speaking dividing, moving, and saying, let there be light, even in the midst of the darkness. I want to take you to John 1, and wanting to be clear that even as I'm saying that God speaks in the darkness, that I am not um, trying to do an exhaustive study on all of the, the ways that God speaks, just pointing to the God who does speak in the darkness. John chapter 1. <clears throat> Turn to your neighbor and say, God speaks in the darkness. No, I'm just kidding. That's not how I preach. Um, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it mm. Mm. we know a god who speaks in the darkness who is the life and the light of men who makes a way out of no way we know a God who comes in the midnight hour with that help that can only be seen as divine. We know this God. We have perceived this God. And I love how John writes uh, this beautiful uh, illustration at the beginning of, uh, of this epistle, at the beginning of this gospel, right? Uh, about that which he has perceived and handled uh, and, and, and taken notice of. Hmm? In my own life, I, I have experienced this God speaking in the midnight hour when I have gone through the most crushing times of my life. I briefly point you to when grief came for me and I don't want to go fully into it, but uh, years ago, I experienced uh, a grief event that would forever shape me, where people who I always thought, children who I always thought would be a part of my life forever, were um, taken from me. And they died in a tragic accident. It was there as I was um, reeling from the grief and trying to reconstruct my life after that accident. 
that I realized that all of the things that I thought I knew about God were shaken, that what I believed about God's sovereignty, what I believed about man's inherent goodness, what I believed about prayer, all of those things were shaken to the core. And I struggled, quite honestly. I thought that um, that the Christian life was one in which if I did this, then God would do this and that everything would be perfectly fine, right? Um, but it didn't work that way. I thought if I did the right amount of things that these children would be protected, but they weren't and they died. It, that is a hell that I don't wish on anyone. Getting through that first night was an agony that I cannot describe. Sometimes God doesn't come to us with audible words that can be discerned, beloved. Sometimes the strength that we need is emotional. Sometimes they are, it is communal bonds that comes through loved ones reaching out. Sometimes they, it comes in the form of financial breakthroughs. And sometimes God speaking in the darkness is help of various kinds. When the boys died, I experienced God and do experience God in all of those ways. That grief event forever marked me, and I experienced the divine in ways that I wasn't comfortable with. <laughs> um, if I could go back again, I don't know that I would <laughs> seek to uh, experience those, but I did. I have experienced the God who speaks in the midnight hour, right? Hmm. So I give that to you, that God can come and speak in various ways to the human soul and to the human experience. I should note here that I don't believe that God causes tragedy so that he can speak to us. I believe that tragedy happens for whatever reasons, and God and God's self comes to us, right? Hmm. I want to take you to a prayer of Martin Luther King Jr.'s that he prayed in his own midnight hour. And the context of this prayer was Martin had been receiving these bomb threats and these threats against his life for some time, and they had been increasing and ramping up uh, upon his life and upon his family. And there was a particular night that uh, his fear and his anxiety had come to a head. And so Martin began, began to pray. And I want to read you this prayer because I believe that it perfectly illustrates what we are talking about. I determined to take my problem to God. My head in my hands, I bowed over the kitchen table and prayed aloud. The words I spoke to God that midnight are still vivid in my memory. I am here taking a stand for what I believe is right, but now I am afraid. 
the people are looking to me for leadership. And if I stand before them without strength and courage, they too will falter. I am at the end of my powers. I have nothing left. I have come to the point where I can't face it alone. At that moment, I experienced the presence of the divine as I had never experienced him. It seemed as though I could hear the quiet assurance of an inner voice saying, Stand up for righteousness. Stand up for truth. God will be at your side forever. Almost at once, my fears began to pass from me. My uncertainty disappeared. I was ready to face anything. The outer situation remained the same, but God had given me inner calm. Three nights later, our home was bombed. Strangely enough, I accepted the word of the bombing calmly. My my experience with God had given me a new strength and trust. I knew now that God is able to give us the interior resources to face the storms and problems of life. Martin Luther King Jr. received a strengthening even in the face of chaos and circumstances that took immeasurable uh, harm. You know, his, his home was bombed. And I say here that God's speaking and God's strength doesn't mean that the saint doesn't go through difficulties. That's something that I've had to learn. And we look around us at a chaotic world and saints who are praying fervently, saints who do receive God's interior resources and exterior resources. And it doesn't mean that we don't go through the dark, but we do uh, have communion with the God who speaks in the dark, the God who plays in the darkness, the God who communes with us in darkness, right? Genesis 21 is powerful to me as God is situated there. The angel of the Lord is situated. And out of that wilderness place, that angel asks the beloved Hagar and says, What ails you, Hagar? What ails you, Hagar? Here is the beloved Hagar, this precious woman with her beloved son, after being exiled and banished from her house with Ishmael. And the voice of God says, what ails you? And don't black folks need to hear this question today? We have been front row spectators to anti-black violence that this country has hurled at us, culminating in the racial uprisings of 2020 and beyond. We have seen black female athletes declare that they are tired and that they are weary, that they are sick. We have seen uh, recent anti-blackness as Africans have fled Ukraine and have been treated disdainfully. They need the God who who says, what ails you? We have seen black men crack in our mental health. We need the God that says, what ails you? What ails you? We need the God who speaks in the dark, who can play in the dark, who can transform the darkness into a place of spring, 
who can bring those pools of refreshing just like God did with in Genesis 21 when God caused Hagar to look around and see that she could provide for herself and her son, right? Indeed, indeed, doesn't the world need this question? What ails you as we try to reconstruct our societies in the wake of a mass disabling event that struck the globe in the form of COVID-19? We all need the God who will speak in the darkness, in the darkest places, who can command light to shine in the darkness, and who can command the winds and the waves. Amen. Black Coffee and Theology Pod is a production of Three Black Men, the podcast about theology, culture, and the world around us. Follow us on Twitter at Three Black Men. If you like the content that you are receiving here and want to receive more, whether that is in longer conversations, essays, devotions, and videos from either myself, Sam, or Trey, please sign up for for our Patreon at patreon.com slash three black men. Don't forget to like, rate, and review Black Coffee and Theology Pod as well as Three Black Men.